Hey guys, and welcome to season four of the Yes People podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests like... Hey, we are Entity, and you're listening to... The Us People podcast with Savia Rox. Peace, my name is Oni, I'm a producer engineer from Queens, New York. Hi, my name is James Green, I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter and journalist. Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress. Hey, this is Travis Glossop, I am a creative radio your producer for KISS FM and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. We highlight the strengths of our coaches talking about diversity and inclusion and speaking out loud and proud about who we are. It was never that good. I was I was determined. I had a love for the sport and that always fueled me. At 49, I was seven seven years post-divorce after 22 years and three kids of a marriage. And so I knew that I needed to figure out like what was happening for me and why was this so such a severe sort of uh, crack in my identity and how I showed up in the world. It's great. It's great. Because uh, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't really work that hard at uni. So it was good to leave uni and, and really like get on it, you know, really like, because I also as a person, I think I value, I value productivity. A lot of people live to work. I think I am one of the work to live guys, but because my work is amazing, that's all right with me. You know, so as a person, I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day. We've also saved the best till last by honouring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song with none other than your host, Savia Rocks, featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. Let's go. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Us People Podcast. I am your host, Savvy Rocks, but I also have a co-host today, which is Oni. I'm going to let Oni introduce himself, and this is a special edition of the Us People Podcast for a very, very special reason. But before I go into that, Oni... I want to welcome you and say thank you for co-hosting this special edition and episode with me. How are you? I'm great and thank you for having me. Hey guys, my name is Oni. I'm one half of Silent Superstar and I'm here with Savia Rocks. We have a very special announcement for you today. We had to come together and let it be known. We've been doing some things in secret. Savia, she got a lot of slashes. She got a lot of slashes, a lot of things she hasn't been telling you guys. Um, but today we're gonna reveal all the secrets. And yes, it's gonna be very exciting, very exciting news. So it, it makes me actually quite shy to <laughs> wanna express all my, all my sides. And everybody knows me just as, you know, either a photographer or the host of the Us People podcast. And 
it's amazing to be able to do that because I'm humbled to be able to interview people all the time. But I'm not going to spring the surprise on you because it's always me asking the question. So what I'm going to do today will make this a little bit different is I'm going to let only fire some questions over to me for a change to let you guys know a little bit more about Savvy Rocks. Mm, aha. <laughs> yes, yes. So look, guys, I've known Savia. It's only been a little over a year now, okay? And even within this year, I'm still discovering incredible things about this woman. She's super talented when it comes to being creative as an artist. I haven't met anybody who lives up to all of their different slashes. Um, but I would say for my first question, right? Because just to give you a hint as to the announcement, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about the songwriting side of Savia Rocks today. So my first question is, um, when did songwriting begin for you? That's a good question. I like that. I like that question, Oni. So songwriting started for me, I believe, when I was a kid. Um, I always had a problem with expressing who I was and I was very reserved. But music always had this transparency through me. Um, but I wasn't a child that would sing in front of anybody. It was more about writing down my emotions of how I felt. And I would rather write down how I felt rather than tell you how I felt. And that's still abundantly a big thing today, I would say. So I would say as a kid, I think songwriting started for me when I was about anything between five to seven, which sounds really, really young. Wow. It sounds really, really young to start off with, but I was I was I was just learning how to write my name when I was five. <laughs> no, no, no. So I and and this is what I mean. There are kids out there that have these abundant gifts mm-hmm. of who they are. But sometimes they're not always nurtured to the capability that they should be nurtured to. So the child themselves, because of lack of funds or lack of whatever it might be that they need, decide to do it in their own creative way. And the beautiful thing about being a child is we are free-spirited and we always do things the way that we want to. Have you ever noticed the child always says how they feel regardless of who's in the room? That is a talent I wish you, like, adults had. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, and I know as we get, and the thing is I always say to people is that kids always say how they feel and they're themselves, sorry. But the only thing is, is I've always questioned when we lose that why do we lose that and then as we got older or as i got older i realized it was because of the environment around us would project who they are upon us Mm. which makes us lower who we are because we feel that we're going to get in trouble by the adult and that's when we start suppressing who we are so as i like i said five to seven i started I started writing, but only when I got to 14 is when I wrote my actual first song. And I would say that would be my first actual profession. When I was, when I was around in my teenage years, it was the first time I went into a a professional studio as well to record a song. And it wasn't even for me, it was for someone else because they Mm -hmm. wanted me to sing the song and I I sang when I was younger, but I wasn't doing it for me. I felt like I was just pleasing 
for example, my father who wanted to be a singer and he never got to be a singer. So sometimes your parents will try and live out their dreams for you. Um, <laughs> it's so wow. true. It's, it's abundantly wow. true. And um, it's not that I'm mocking it or saying there's something wrong, but parents need to understand that that was their goal that was what they wanted to achieve they have to look mm. at what their children want to achieve and not always see that what they want to do is what their child wants to do and it's a long wow. answer to your question I know but from starting at a young age of songwriting to 14 years old there is a big story in just between that so I would say between the ages of five to seven was the peak for me at that young age of when I started to understand the power of language and the power of creativity and the power of being able to be diverse in culture and emotional standards to understand who I wanted to be and why I wanted to write. Wow. So, yeah, you kind of tapped into my follow up questions, which was, uh, you know, was it singing first or was it the pen first? Oh. Because for me, like I remember when I was in kindergarten, right, I had uh, I, you know, I thought I had a little girlfriend or whatever Aww. and I wanted to give her a gift for her birthday and I couldn't think of anything. So I was like, well, I'll sing the happy birthday song for her. And I remember I was like trying to come up with like my own version of the happy birthday song, like the only version. And I was practicing, practicing. And that was how my teacher found out that I could sing. So like for graduation in kindergarten, like we do over here in the States. So I ended up being like Aladdin and singing, I can show you the world in the classroom or whatever. And she ended up being Jasmine, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I really relate to that because I feel like when I was around four, five, six, I also got introduced to performing on stage, you know, growing up in church and going to school. Um, as soon as you can stand and talk and like hold a note, they got you working out here four mm-hmm. times a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. So, and I, for me, I didn't have the same experience in terms of um, my parents projecting on me. But my father, he was in the choir. He was a great singer. And I just think maybe your dad was like, um, he thought, oh, you know, we have this connection. We have this thing in common. And he was, maybe he got a little too excited (laughs) trying to explore that with you and see like what your potential is, you know, because he just probably believed in you and, and, uh, you know, just wanted to see if he could, what what could happen you know it's it's tough when you're a kid and just hearing your answer it's like yeah like you know there's all of these rules that we start becoming more aware of and we end up deciding you know what maybe I'm just gonna take that energy of me just saying whatever I want whenever and I'm just gonna focus it on a certain platform so I guess writing was that platform for you and um when did you share your first song? Like, did oh. you ever show anybody your songs? Cause you, like I, from my experience with you, you're, <laughs> you write all the time, but then you don't show anybody. So I'm curious, like, what was the first time you showed somebody, Hey, like I've been writing this stuff. Do you know what? Remember only when I said to you that 
and this is the first time I'm sharing this out with any like with, with everyone and you're going to relate to this remember when I said how many songs I had and then you went <laughs> are you serious <laughs> you have a vote and I, and and um I was like yeah but I I was so humbled by it to to have it there um when did I have when did I first share my first song 14 it was 14 years old and it was that song yeah it was 14 I waited all that time wow I waited all that time and it was the first time it was the first song that I properly was happy with okay and the story the story the story behind it is I had a friend um we were very very close we were even to a point best friends I would say but I couldn't express what I wanted right. to say to them <laughs> here here comes the song here comes here comes the song <laughs> and um the song is called I fought and um I remember singing that song and coming first in so many different competitions Hey, um, oh okay so wait 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 singing competitions or songwriting competitions no 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 singing competitions i sang oh. the song it was one competition where i sang it in front of i think i think i was about 17 years old and i sang it in front of a thousand people in a competition and i came like i think it's second see guys this is this is what i'm talking about right here so i'm finding out with you for the first time because she told me that she's done some songwriting competitions i had no idea you were competing in singing competitions yeah wow when i was younger i was i was singing all the time in so many different places and winning competitions and not even know i didn't even know to myself that i could win these competitions i just went in there and and used my voice it's my voice has a deep tone, but it can also go very, very high. And I, I, um, I think we learn about our voice as we as we grow. And the key part to songwriting is knowing the relevant words that go with your voice, because a lot of the time people write words and make them complicated. And a trick to songwriting is have you ever noticed when somebody sings really really fast they don't have to emphasize all of the words or sing them yeah. in, a, in a certain way whereas when you're singing slower you mm. have to emphasize give emotion to the words of the song and do so much more than if you were singing the song faster so my answer to your question only is i i would say 14 years old was the first time i fought, wrote that song i fought for a friend who was a best friend and I couldn't get my emotions out the way that I wanted to. So I wrote that song hoping that they would hear it and they did. And, <laughs> and they I'm did. sure they felt it. And um, I think they kind of gathered how I felt from there um, and the rest is kind of history. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I didn't expect to learn about another slash another slash but i want to bring up the the so for when you were in your teens that's when you let the cat out the bag mm. so you've been writing and then you started competing in song and singing competitions as well but a lot of people don't know you're actually an audio engineer on top of that right i mean it's not hard to figure out you've got headphones and a microphone <laughs> Like I can see all the equipment behind you. It's not just the photography. 
you're big into audio mm. and 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 I wanted to know um as an audio engineer has how has that impacted you as a songwriter and a singer can you talk about oh. that because a lot of people when they hear the word audio engineer they think it's very technical obviously you're very in tune with your emotional your emotional emotions your emotional intelligence is very high and I remember as an audio engineer myself when I went to school and the things that they were showing, the science they were breaking down, it just made me more excited, more in tune spiritually, um, as well as just like getting to know myself better. Because, you know, audio audio engineers, we study sound yeah. and, and how it creates the environments around us, too. So it's not just purely technical. It's very psychological um, and it's also very, um, emotional as well. So I would love to hear, you know, how you feel about audio engineering and how it's impacted you because the writing and the singing came first. Yeah. So the writing and the singing came first, um, the writing, then the singing. And then when, so basically the story behind that is I wasn't abundantly gifted, and dyslexic so when I went to do my GCSEs I didn't do the best like everybody else did which is fine this is just from my perspective okay GCSEs don't determine your future number one mm-hmm. yeah um, if you are dyslexic or you have a disability or I don't believe in calling it a disability but other people in the world do so I'm just going by what the world says not by what i say i call it gifted um it's a superpower that's what i call it yeah it's a superpower <laughs> i call it gifted yeah you're right only mm-hmm. and for me i didn't do abundantly well in school in the case of my grades like everyone else did but i then went in to do something that i didn't necessarily want to do but i only done that because my parents were quite hard on me and they weren't happy with the grades that i got in school so they made me do IT and IT and me (laughs) (laughs) um but don't get me wrong I did abundantly well and I got distinctions and merits but I wasn't happy in doing that and um when I got to the end of the year (laughs) I became quite not lazy I I was kind of like, no, I don't want to do this. And I don't know. So I started not being lazy. I stopped myself from doing the work. (laughs) It It was boring. Yeah, it it didn't stimulate my mind. So I just stopped and I never got the grade that I wanted. So the teacher called my, I remember this day, the teacher called my mother, I remember, and said, well, (laughs) you know, Savia hasn't got the grades that she necessarily wanted to have but I loved my teacher and teachers play such a huge impact in your life yeah so I had a teacher called Danny in college and he was like why are you in IT when you are so gifted in music it makes no (laughs) sense and you talk Mm. about engineering and and music and how you know what you're doing in it he called my mother and said to my mother, I think it's better if Louise goes into music engineering because that is where her passion is and she will get really good grades. Now, the problem with parents, mm. <laughs> remember I said this big thing about parents is that they don't always believe that their child will become successful in that in that area. Parents, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this on behalf of kids, okay? 
parents. <laughs> if all those engineers who are successful did not drop and put their foot down and say, I'm going to do this, how would they be where they are today? Yeah, that is what I am saying. And everybody has a chance to do what they want to do, but you just have to work really hard at it. Sometimes people's paths are written. Sometimes life is very complicated, but you can get there. So with audio engineering, how it's all connected is I didn't want to be just a songwriter who makes somebody else do all that hard work. Me sit there and not have a clue about what they're doing. No. I wanted to get involved. I wanted to understand why it sounds like that. What reverb am I using? What, you know, there's so many things, even when you're using Logic or doing sound engineering. But it also feels like therapy to me when I'm editing, which a lot of people may think, hmm? It feels therapeutic to me that I it's me with my headphones on. Yes, I'm listening to the same audio over and over again. I am tweaking, I am cutting, I am compressing, you, you know, I'm equalizing. There's all these things that I'm doing, but I find it very, very therapeutic because it's teaching me to understand the depth of what song, what got, what songs really go through in order to be mixed and mastered and mm. for people to be able to listen to that song in a way that they can connect with it it makes me feel abundantly joyful to know that I am going through that process and I am going through that hard work but I am working hard but I'm also working smart and for me as a woman doing it as well back in the day wow. when I went to go and study sound engineering there wasn't many women doing it. I'm sure I'm sure you were the only one. I was the only one. Yeah, so I, I worked in Brixton in a studio and I was the only woman. And the guys would give me props because I'd be staying up late with them. You know, I'll be looking rough like them. <laughs> I'll be smelling like them. <laughs> in the trenches. In the trenches because nobody understands the, the length of time that engineers or sound engineers, however you want to put them, we work some long hours, mm -hmm. serious long hours. I think earlier and before the conversation, we were actually kind of competing, like who's going to have the longest day today? And you still beat me. <laughs> you still beat me. I think it's just like a certain type of mentality that, you know, I think that your shout out to Danny, he could see that you had characteristics that would like you know it is in the similar vein of what you're capable of but this would actually be like a better fit for you yeah. it makes more sense and maybe your parents you know a lot of people don't understand what audio engineering means what no. that is no. so you know uh unfortunately for them they just they couldn't be on the same page with danny but shout out to him you know like you said after your parents your teachers are going to be the most influential people around you because you're going to spend a lot of time with them yeah. having to listen to what they say. They're going to be teaching you how to speak, how to understand the world around you. They're going to be literally educating you. Um, they're they're your, your, uh, your guardians and your guide um, when your parents are working and they're not around for you. So um, 
Yeah, being a teacher is a huge responsibility, and I just wish more teachers understood that the the depth of their impact. You know, like I've been a teacher for nine years, mm-hmm. and now now I'm starting. Like my students are starting to hit me up, and they're adults now. You know, and they're still talking to me about stuff that we did eight years ago, nine years ago. And it's like, wow, like, I don't even remember that conversation. But luckily, like every day when I showed up, I was ready to give my best and make sure that I never, you know, just half-assed any type of replies. If I didn't know something, I would refer them to like a really good resource and just... Because the thing is, like you were saying earlier about kids, like they'll tell you exactly what it is, right? When you walk into a room and you're coming and you're being fake, they're going to smell it immediately. Mm -hmm. They're going to sense it as soon as like, you know, they could tell from your body language before you even talk. So I remember after my first experience teaching, I was like, whoa, I got to be ready to give it all. Like I can't hold back anything because they're going to they're not going to feel comfortable they're going to they're going to be able to tell that like i'm not really i don't really care about them and they're not going to listen yeah it's true it's true <laughs> they're ready to block you out wow that's a that's i think you know low key we're kind of talking about the emergence of you as a music producer as well oh what okay. that oh okay go on but, because i i thought you know i was trying to i was trying to alley oop it to you but there's a lot of slashes going on here, right? Songwriter, singer. Then you became an audio engineer. And I would say, from my perspective, audio engineering showed you how to produce yourself. Like you yeah. said, how to mix and master a record, which means how can I finish? Like, what does the finish line look like? You starting off with the pen and pad, but that finish line is like all of these things, all of these steps got to take place before I could really present myself and hearing your story, like waiting till 14 to even just show your best friend how you felt about them. You know, you're like the definition of a silent superstar, right? You know, it's like you don't like to waste people time Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure you come correct and you'll do whatever it takes in the background in secret, not letting anybody know what's going on um, until it's ready. You know, which is actually why we're here today. Because right. yeah, <laughs> we're ready. We're ready with our first song, which I'm very lucky that I ended up um, hopping in on, on this journey that we're going through right now. But before we get to that, um, I wanted to get into production because I feel like that showed you, oh, oh, I'm already a producer, but now I can talk to the engineer and I can talk to the artist and I can work with them while they're in the booth. And you can have that vision of the song in your mind that you wrote and now you can take it all the way there. So now, like, after your experience working in the studios and and being in the trenches with the other audio engineers, um, you know, you became a, a music producer but I guess you were just producing your own stuff. So did you start recording yourself or like, how did that start happening? Cause I know you said when you were a teenager, you started going to studios, but after you became an audio engineer, where did that start taking you as a music producer and, and an artist? So when I was younger, and this is something I think is very important. I think only going to agree with me on this one. As I started in songwriting, it's 
I would say it's abundantly important as much as you love your craft and you have all of these slashes that <laughs> I never tell anyone about. It. And, and only I'm going to give you props on this one, so I'm going to big you up now because it is actually your turn. <laughs> I never, I never, it's true, I never, I never actually considered myself to be a producer. The reason why I didn't consider myself to be a producer is because I didn't understand the terminology of what a producer actually did. Mm. And then when I realized that I was doing everything that the <laughs> that specified what a producer does, I still didn't give myself those props to say that I was a producer. It was only till when Oni came along and said, you're not just a songwriter, Savio, you're actually a producer as well. And I remember going, no, no, yeah, I have to get used to that kind of thing. And um, I think for me, it's now that knowing a producer and being a producer, and we're still in this journey of being a producer. I still not, I'm still not used to saying producer. It's... It's nice to be able to know that I am able to connect with, first of all, the artist, then the engineer, and then, of course, the producer themselves. And I understand where their mindset is. I understand where their direction of where they want to take the song is. But also, more importantly, more importantly than anything else, is I understand the outcome of where we want to get to with the song. Um, and going through all this process, one thing was missing. Only one thing was understanding the music business. And that's where I will say, <laughs> that's where I will say this to you. As much as you are, are a songwriter, as much as you are an artist, as much as you are, are a producer, or whatever you do within the music business, please educate yourself on the following things syncing marketing and most of all publishing okay publishing. <laughs> i'm sure we're going to get into that eventually but mm -mm -mm. um i love publishing so much it's unbelievable and i love everything about it how it works what it does and, you know why publishing is there to protect your rights also there are so many new platforms where you don't necessarily need a publisher in that way anymore because they just collect the royalties for you and give it to you but i would always say to people as much as there are these new platforms learn about the old school platforms too because without yes. the old school platforms you wouldn't have the new school platforms and that's so important so to answer the question of being you know being an engineer and working with a producer and understanding that I think they all coincided with each other eventually. And that made me understand and always wanted to be my best in any element of it. Another thing is, is that not everybody needs to know what you're doing in that way. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, oh in, life, sometimes in life, people think that, you know, I want everyone to know who I am. I want to be really famous. I want, I want, you know, the world, the world to know who I am uh nope I've never wanted that at all and, and people laugh about why not the reason why I don't want that I would I want to be the person walking down the road who's wrote hundreds of songs and people are bumping me in the street but listening to my song <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've wanted and I 
when you are a humble person and you're doing what you love naturally, there is a happiness inside you that is indescribable, that you don't need fame. And because, and because you know who you are as that person and every day you are writing songs that are touching millions of people from all over the world, you feel there is a comfort inside of you that you can exhale. And I know it's a long answer in what I'm saying, but it all, like I said, it all coincides together to make you understand that it's important for you to find out what you love doing and nurture your your many talents regardless if people turn around and say you know you're dyslexic or whatever it is I actually find that people who are gifted in those ways are abundantly more creative and understand things from a really really different perspective than everyone else and I think that's a gift um so yeah that's my answer for for all of those wow so to wrap up my my questions right because you know, you were engineering at a young age, you were writing at a young age, and you kind of put the producing and the writing stuff to the back burner for a while, Mm -hmm. right? And just to kind of like speed up to today and why we're here today, Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about uh, what changed when you met me. And and because we met, uh, it was December 28th is when I I was invited onto your podcast to be interviewed um, along with Kitten Music. Yes. And um, we had completed the song for last season of the Us People podcast, Shine. So you interviewed us and you invited us on and talked, to, you know, we talked about the creation process of Shine and making music. Um, and so... After that interview, you sent me an email. So you had you had stopped. You had, you're producing a podcast now. You know, obviously, you you never stopped writing because, like you said, just because I'm not looking for fame or I'm not telling everybody I'm a writer or I make music, that doesn't mean you stopped. You know, so you know over the years you've been writing and writing and writing and creating, and you wasn't really sharing sharing it with anybody and then all of a sudden you interview me and here we are today talking about the release of our new song Mm -hmm. so what changed when we had our chat a year ago and you just decided boom oni let's make let's make an album together so we're gonna go we're gonna go really really i'm gonna do this really really fast because the story's quite long but i'm gonna bring it to short first of all a big shout out to kitten yes a, a humble shout out to Kitten because she is, you know, an empowering leader in what she does in her music too. So a big shout out to her. And I am humbled that, you know, we went through the podcast, we went through the process, sorry, to do the song for the Us People podcast. She was the only one. I wrote <laughs> several, and I said this to her as well. She was the only one who got back to me with the integrity and the energy of wanting to do the Ask People podcast theme song that was played for a year. And I consider that to be a great opportunity for any artist who is up and coming or already established because that song is played 52 times. More than that, really. 
But <laughs> 52 interviews. Yeah, 52 and every time interviews. that every time those 52 interview plays or you post it on social media, you had Shine playing. Mm-hmm. And it helps promote the artist and it helps to say, I gave everyone a theme and Kitten listen like she she was on we had a Zoom call and she was away and she was in her own space which I thought was beautiful and she was writing down you know the ideas that I was giving her and she was writing I was listening to her ideas so we coincided with the song and then she came and and brought Shine and that's where only you came in and she introduced me to you and that's why it's it's so important about the people that you know in your life and the people that you meet in your life. So mm. I had a beautiful opportunity to meet yourself, Oni. And I felt like you have such a you have such a calm soul and spirit. But it took me over fifteen years. And this is what I mean, guys. You can write a song <laughs> you can write a song today. And it might not be ready for the next 20 years. And you're like, oh, no, I'm going to bring it out now. I want to bring it. Nope. Sometimes you are the song. Sometimes a song that you write is not ready for the world. And that's okay. Mm. Don't get hard on yourself just because the song isn't coming out today or tomorrow, the year after, year after. It will eventually come out when it is meant to. And in this song in particular, um, I wrote it about yeah it must have been a good 15 years ago (laughs) when i when i wrote this song it it could be more but i left it on the side because i was working with another producer at the time i was working with two and long story short one decided to go in his own path which i completely respect and then the other one obviously just kind of drifted off and so on and so forth and that happens in music if people don't feel like things are happening in the way that they want to, they will go off. But in my heart, I didn't want to give up because I write and I can work with anyone. So when Oni came along and we had the interview, I felt a connection that I've never had for anyone else. And Oni took me seriously. That's another thing as well. Oni took me seriously and he let me be the person that I wanted to be, even as I was interviewing him. And then I sent Oni an email to tell him that I songwrite and only, yeah and sang and songwrite so he replied back and was like yeah okay and then I sent him my stuff and then this is a thing that only doesn't know I don't know if you know you have this only but with me I can give you something and you would know exactly how I want it to sound and it's really weird because not everyone <laughs> not everyone knows how to do that. And and that's why I say to people, there are people who are gifted, but then there are people who are abundantly gifted in connection of what they do. And only you are abundantly gifted in what you do, but you are very humble in what you do also. So um, I need to give you props in what you do also, because us... Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Us coming together... And doing what we are about to announce <laughs> is a blessing. And um, I hope everyone's going to enjoy it. And I'm sure there'll be more to come. So without further ado, unless Oni has something else to, to say, um, 
I am. No, I'm. I'm done. I'm done, done hosting for now. You're done hosting for now. It's okay. All, it's all back on you. <laughs> so, without further ado, I am excited. I am humbled as always, but more than anything else, I want to let everyone know that Oni and I have created something. Oh, let me get this off. Boom. There we go. You get interrupted. You get calls all the time. I am abundantly humbled to say that Oni and I have created a song that is now going to be in a competition for all you guys to hear and be part of and I'm going to let Oni explain it a little bit more I am half of this Oni is the other half of this and you guys are the finishing touches of this you know and and there's so many reasons why i am half of silent superstars and only is definitely the other half of silent superstars and you mostly can tell in the title why we called it silent superstars um, <laughs> like only said you know i am a person who likes to be in the background and only if you do your research on me to find out who i am and you see me in the street <laughs> then you would know who I am but other than that you most probably wouldn't and you would walk past me and that's cool because I live for a peaceful life but um, in saying this there is a competition coming up and we definitely want you guys or anybody that you know to support this and be part of this Oni over to you so I want to tell you guys, this is a huge opportunity for you. If you're an independent uh, performing artist or recording artist, or even if you're a songwriter and you're a songwriter that sings and you're looking for an opportunity to do what Savia was doing back in the day when she first started, you know, I would say um, take advantage of this. So February 3rd, that's when this this uh, announcement releases. It's that means birthday our birthday too, so send him a birthday message. <laughs> that means that our song is now out on all streaming platforms. It's a song called We Haven't Done This. And the artist is called Silent Superstars. So Savia and myself, we are Silent Superstars. And Savia had this beautiful record um, that she's just been holding in her vault of tons of music she's on prince level you know prince got like thousands of songs in his vault that people still haven't heard to this day um and you know we came together and i I remember her intention and her vision with all her work was she you know she's a serious songwriter and what she sees for her music is like hey these songs are special and I know if we get them to the right artist, it's going to help them. It's going to change their career. It's going to propel them. It's going to, um, you know, give them the fuel that they need. And that's what this song is. So we are literally putting this song out to hear um, the artists, right? To hear the the artist and to see what you guys um, can do with this song and bring it to that next level because you guys are the loud superstars. We are the silent superstars and you guys are the loud superstars. So we're looking for the loud, obvious superstar that can really um, take this song and and bring it to its full potential, you know? So we have this competition. 
It's starting right now. You can go to Silent Superstars with the S, silentsuperstars.com. And all you got to do is sign up with your email, follow us on TikTok. All the information is there on the website. And it's a very, it's just a lot of fun. We're going to give you the lyrics. We're going to give you the instrumental and you get to do your thing on it. And, you know, you don't have to go to a professional studio to record it. You can just use your phone. You can use a free recording app like BandLab. We just want to make sure that you showcase your talent. We know what we know what a demo sounds like and we know if a demo has potential and we know what a mix and master record sounds like. So yeah. it's not about sounding like you're already signed to a label, but we just want an artist that is going to make the song their own and really put their soul into it, put their spirit into it and and take it to a new level. So, um, yeah, all you got to do is sign up with email, follow us on TikTok, and we want to hear what you can do and we want to see what you can do too. So on TikTok, we're going to leave an instrumental version and you'll be able to do a duet or you can remix the video or you can just post it with your recording and do your own kind of video. Just make sure you tag us at underscore silent superstars on TikTok. And we have three prizes. So first place, first place winner is going to get a $1,000 home recording setup. We've got special mics. It's not like your basic bundle. We're going to give you um, UAD interface, you know, really nice equipment. All the details of the equipment for the first place winner are on the website as well. Second place winner, we're going to give you free studio time here at Musical Studios. You're going to get four hours of free studio time. So whether you're in New York City or you're anywhere else in the world, you're going to get a recording session that's remote. And for third place winner, we got a nice little gift card for you. And we appreciate everybody that is going to participate in this. We just want to showcase Savia's talents. And um, we, we want to connect with you guys. We want to find these singers, connect with you guys, and just, you know, get inspired. So, yes, I just, we got we to gotta put a little clap sound. Right there, right there. <laughs> It's not only my birthday, but it's the birthday of we haven't done this. Yeah. And we can't we can't wait to hear what you guys do with, with the music. We can't wait to see and hear uh, all the talent that's out there. But it's only it's, it's not just showcasing my talent, it's showcasing yours too. I, yeah, I did some things. <laughs> you see, you see, that's this is what I mean. <laughs> this is what I mean about having a team that is is humble because they never we never take abundant credit for what we do. Like say, yeah, well, uh, you know, we don't, we don't work like that. Um, it's more about, like, like we said, like Oni said, it's having a talent and being able to use it. But some people say, why do you want to be a songwriter? And they turn around and say, because they want to make loads of money or they want to, they want everyone to know who they are. That's not, that's not what the end goal is for us. The end goal is, I know that you can write a song for everyone who comes in your pathway and give them a song that will suit their voice and their emotions to be able to connect to that song and their voice and make it big. I know there's a lot of other things that go into music, like the marketing, promotion, the PR, so much more. 
about the first steps and because technology is such a big thing these days we know that we can help people do that so even before we end this i want to say thank you to everyone that does go forth and enter the competition i have gratitude for you all and i look forward to listening to to all of them with only as well yes i want to i want to say one more thing before we go doing cover songs and this cover song competition cover songs is not just about putting yourself out there and trying to get discovered and being famous. It's not just a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. This comes from the skill of being a musician, learning your craft. And this is all about transcribing music. So I always say cover songs. If you can't afford a vocal coach, do a cover song. If you can't afford a music producer, do a cover song. If you can't hire the best songwriters in the world, do cover songs. Because when you do cover songs, it teaches you all of those things for free. So we not only are trying to give you these prizes, of course, we're going to promote you and, you know, uh, uh, share, share what you do with our song to the world, but this is going to build up your muscles. This is you in the gym right now as a performing artist, get building your craft, getting your skills up. So take advantage because you could do this for free and nobody would know. Right. So we're actually giving you some, some really good prizes here. And um, I want to also say, so this competition starts February 3rd and it ends March 3rd. And on the 10th of March, we are going to do a YouTube live and it's going to be myself, Savio Rocks, and we have a special guest, uh, Ikela, who is the owner of Audio Angel, the music label. And Ikela is a very special friend and, and client of mine who I work with, and she's also manager to very talented artists and a vocal coach. She runs the voice box as well. So you're going to get the opportunity to collaborate with us and get feedback and get a little, you know, inspiration and guidance from all the other people that are competing. So take advantage of this opportunity. It's not just about the prizes. This is us in the gym getting stronger and getting everybody's going to go up to the next level. I like to see that. That's some good advice right there. You know, so I I haven't got anything else to say apart from Oni, thank you so much for co-hosting with me today and asking thank me you. questions. No, you're welcome. Thank you. It's been an abundant pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Ask People podcast. You'll have two podcasts to listen to this Tuesday which makes it a little bit different. Um, so you'll have the normal podcast that I normally send out to everyone every Tuesday, but you'll also have this special edition podcast, which emphasizes what we are about to do this coming Friday. I do believe it is on the 3rd of February. So keep that date in your diary, the 3rd of February. And anybody is, it's actually quite funny because the guy who is coming out this Friday is, he actually does music too. So <laughs> Wow. He actually does a lot to do music. He talks about music sponsorship. So it's perfect. 
and he's got a brand new course that is coming out so that's going to be awesome for you guys to be able to listen to as well as listening to this podcast coming out this tuesday guys i want to thank you so much for listening to the us people podcast please remember you can subscribe and listen on any platform that you choose to please also follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and you can also donate to the us people podcast by simply going to the savvy rocks website or typing in www savia.rocks or typing in paypal us people podcast in paypal guys thank you so much for listening as always stay happy stay positive and as always again please continue to be kind to one another i need a solution yeah i'm done i'm done with a yeah, I'm done. I'm done with confusion. Yeah, I'm done. I need a solution. Peace of mind, peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. I protect my energy and peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind, peace of mind, peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. I protect my energy and peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind, peace of mind. People say that having a peace of mind is trying to find a consistency of calmness within ourselves to crave for a clarity that drives us through our emotional journey of life to never let a person's judgment manifest into a fear inside of us learning to believe in our ability to shine through the darkest moments and tunnels when we cannot see the light. Patience being our light for forgiveness and strength, to believe in our destiny. If you want real peace of mind, one needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts and embrace them with love, because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength that we have to conquer, our peace of mind. Make your thoughts impact a nation by keeping them true and honest, especially to yourself. But make your peace of mind protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else. Find your peace of mind by listening to your heart. I'm like, oh. You are the news. Big things, Aquan. I was even hum- I was even humbled when he called me and he said to me, "You're like the British Oprah," and I was like, "Why? If I get to, what? I get to that level." Let's go. That's my that's my new nickname. I'm about to change your name on my phone to the British Oprah. Yo, I'm doing it right now.